Welcome to Sports and Songs podcast, episode nine here of season two. It's your hosts, Dan and Andy here. It's Friday night, January 22nd. Andy, how are you doing uh, tonight? I'm doing good. Yourself? Good. We've got, you know, the, we're kind of wrapping up the, the fall sports. The last thing is really football. Now we're full-fledged right. into the winter sports are going on. We've got music, concert updates, high school sports. Lots to cover, but the main focus, I think, will be the NFL uh, championship games. AFC championship game on Sunday, NFC championship game on Sunday. Uh, but the, the main thing to start, though, is the trivia question. Okay, good topic. Green Bay Packers, usually not a topic that I like for trivia questions. But this time I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers for a trivia question. And there's a reason why. Green Bay Packers this year are undefeated at home except for one loss at Lambeau Field. Only once have they lost at home all season. Who beat them and what week? Uh, they will be hosting uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to town on Sunday for, the, for that game, the early game. It's at 2.05 kickoff central. And the Bills... They are looking, uh, they're going to KC. It's tough to win an Arrowhead anytime to win it. Yeah, tough. very tough. That's a 5:40 kickoff start time for the late game. Mahomes, the quarterback, was going under concussion protocol. Uh, yeah, he's kind of he, fragile right now. Thing, you know, he, he practiced a little bit Wednesday, a little bit Thursday, and so I think they're being a little coy with that, not knowing if he's going to play or not. But uh, I would expect to see him in the game. That should be a good game. Um, Ex-Viking head coach Leslie Frazier, defense coordinator for Buffalo. So, now the, the, the nice thing here with the what I like to call the uh, the championship weekend here, Andy, is the last time we'll have a possible weather impact of the games. Green Bay is going to have uh, snow in the morning, and then it should be trailing off. So there shouldn't be weather concerns for the for the Packer game. The Kansas City game, though is expected 40% to have showers pretty much all day long. So we could have some rain uh, there. And then we've got a week off, Super Bowl down in yeah. Tampa, right? Tampa. Yeah, and here's the thing. If the Buccaneers make it, yes, they'd be the home team, but not really because they'd be the lower seed, so you'd be the road team in the Super Bowl. So not the very first time a Super Bowl was hosted by the team playing in the Super Bowl. Yes and no. I always say there's an asterisk by that. What is because it? One year when San Francisco was in it, the game was in Stanford at University of Stanford in California. Okay. So they so were close. kind of a home team. But never in the actual stadium. Like this could be yeah. Raymond James Stadium in Tampa if the Bucks yep. win with Brady. Yeah. So it actually home home first time, but University of Stanford, San Francisco was in it. That's kind of close, you know. But yeah, exciting. Um, we can do our picks that's right now. That's all I've got for that. Who do you who do you have winning the games? I've got the I've got Packers winning the first game, and I've got depending on Mahomes playing or not. If he's not in, I've got the Bills to win an upset. Uh, I'm hoping for the if he's Bills. not in, is it an upset? That's the question. I think Kansas City will win, so my pick is actually Kansas City, but 
I'm hoping for the for the. I'm a Josh Allen fan. Stephon Diggs. I yep. like to see Packers. I like to see a Packers Bills Super Bowl. That would be fun. That's who I got picked right there. You do. And I got the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, that would not be a stretch. That they are they are a good squad. That would not be a stretch by any means. Right now, I mean that that AFC game is a one versus a two seed. The NFC is a one versus a six, I believe. Yep. Or five. Five or six. six, yeah. So so Tampa Bay is the the long shot, but with Brady, you never know. And he can play yeah. in the cold weather. So can Gronk. And their defense is tough, but the rest. And of you can play the football a little bit too. Yes. It looks like a genius. Looks like a genius move now with the Buccaneers' front management, front office, to go after and get Brady and Gronkowski and those guys for the for this season to bring them down there because now they look like experts because they find themselves in the Final Four. Yeah, it, I mean, I would have thought that would take a year or two to gel, you know, but chemistry. Yeah, it kind of shows. Uh, was it Belichick or was it Brady that was the genius of New England? You know. Uh, a lot of people said it was Brady because a lot of people said it was Belichick because the one year Brady was out of injury, they still won 11 and 5. Didn't make the playoffs, they're still 11 and 5. So it was a Belichick system. We can now take Brady out. Brady goes down to Tampa, goes 11 and 5, and or 10 and 6, or they were. Belichick and Cam Newton fall on their face. So we'll see. Now, for those uh, wanting to, to watch the games, we'll have the old-time quarterbacks on in the, in the early game. Yes. 30, what is Rogers 37 and, and Brady's 43 or something? Yep, yep. And then the, the, the afternoon, the night game is the two younger guys. The uh, kids will play in Josh Allen. So young against the old, but uh, young, young and young against old and old. Super Bowl, we're guaranteed to have a young quarterback versus an old quarterback. So yes. That'll be fun. Yes. Speaking of young, NFL. Speaking of young, we'll get into some high school rankings here. A lot of them are either preseason rankings or only a week or two in, so they're they can move a lot. Um, the basketball rankings, of course, we get off Max Prep Sports, and uh, they go off analytics, not coaches poll. And what I like about theirs is they before they break down the four classes. They also have their overall top five, too. So that, that combines all the classes. Almost geeks get all excited about that. So we'll start with that boys basketball overall. They got Legacy Christian Academy in Andover is the number one overall team in the state. Caledonia Stewartville, Minnehaha Academy, and Cambridge Isanti is the top five. So that's pretty cool. Class A is Legacy Christian, like I said. Verndale 2, Winnie Mac 3. And double uh, A. Caledonia 1, Stewartville 2, Lake City 3, Jordan 13. I'll throw that in there for you. Class 3A, Minnehaha Academy 2, Hibbing, Chris, Hibbing Victory Christian Academy at 2, 3, Benildson, Margaret's, and Delanoan at 6 in 3A. 4A, Cambridge, Robbinsdale, Armstrong, and Lakeville South is the top three there. Um, so I saw a little smaller schools with the top five. Analytic ranking. Girls basketball, over one. Overall, number one, Houston. Number two, Watertown Mayor, the Royals. Three, Hayfield. Four, the Chaska. And five, Moorhead. 
So in Class A, the rankings are Houston 1, Hayfield 2, and Lake Park at 3. Uh, Class AA, Watertown Mayor 1, Sauk Rapids 2, Pillager 3, Southwest, Southwest Christian and Chassa comes in at 5. Class 3A, Wilmer, Recori, Cold Springs, and Simley are the top three there. And 4A is Chaska, Moorhead, and Minnetonka coming in at three. Uh, volleyball, high school girls volleyball, they're kicked off here. One Miniota, this is the overall rankings. One Miniota, two Wyzetta, three Stewartville, four Eastridge and Woodbury, and number five is Northfield. Uh, their rankings are A is Miniota, Ma uh, Mabel Canton, three Belgrade, and four Faustin, five Mayor Lutheran. Uh, class 2A is Stewartville 1, Greenway, Colorane 2, and 3 is Southwest Christian Academy in Chaska. And 3A for girls volleyball is Wyzetta, Eastridge, and Northfield to the top three, Minnetonka coming in at nine. Uh, boys hockey. Now, now we're going back just to Star Tribune rankings because uh, Max Prep doesn't cover all sports. So this is all Star Trib now. And these were actually listed as their preseason rankings because some games have played, some not, but these were considered the preseason rankings. Star Trib 2A, Wyzetta, Maple Grove, St. Thomas Academy, and at number six, Prior Lake. Prior Lake. 1A preseason was Hermantown, East Grand Forks, Gentry Academy, and number six, Delano. Delano's had a few kids playing on the Gopher squad this year, uh, Delano grads, so there. Uh, girls hockey preseason, one Andover, Tuesday, Dinah, and three, Minnetonka. 1A for uh, girls hockey preseason, Breck, War Road, South St. Paul, and number six is Mound West Tonka. So that's the high school sports there. Um, I know they've been getting going. Uh, I've seen some of the hockey games, some of the basketball games. Again, try not to get into it too much. They look ridiculous with masks on. But it, it's going. It, it's like watching people at the store walk around or at work walk around with masks. Some are covering their nose. Some it's barely on their chin. So we're going to see how this goes, if it's going to loosen up, if it's going to tighten up. You're going to call a penalty on the guy halfway through a game for not wearing his mask. I mean, so we got to see how these come up. Our coach is going to use that as an excuse to, to stop a game, to yell at the ref as an unofficial timeout to go, hey, he's, you know, I hope it doesn't get to that. I can see certain coaches doing that. God knows if Willard Arkelow is still around the Indiana, he'd do that. Um, but we'll see what happens with it. If they're going to come off pretty soon, if they're going to be more lax on it. Um, there has been some stories of kids having issues at practice and games. Yes, it is something you get used to, but as an athlete, it's something you shouldn't have to get used to, but I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. Okay. I just sit here. I've got, I've got an update, Andy. Yep. Uh, high school girls basketball tonight. Yep. Girls basketball Chaska against Chan Hassan. It's their annual, it's a rivalry match. Uh, going on right now. It's, it's being live streamed here Friday night. And yes, they're, they're wearing the masks on the court. Chaska ranked number one, uh, leading 18 to eight here in the first half. So that's the update. I'll have that running. Have a final for you here, uh, uh, an update later on in the episode. All right. Uh, we'll continue on to college hockey. 
Uh, WCHA men's. Uh, there are some changes. Gophers didn't do so well last weekend. Uh, a lot of the guys are coming back from the World Junior playoffs. So new rankings are out. Men, uh, hockey, Boston College 1, 2, Minnesota State, 3, North Dakota, 4 is the Gophers, and 5, Bowling Green. The same Bowling Green that lost to Bemidji State yesterday. Just saying. Women's is Cornell, Wisconsin 2, Northeastern 3, Gophers dropped a 4, Princeton at 5. I don't have the full rankings, just women's gymnastics. Gophers are at four. Um, I was watching a little bit of that yesterday on the Big Ten channel. Because um, I was kind of see, I want to see the masking situation for the college sports. More than anything, how it works out. Of course, the girls don't wear it during competition. And, and I'm doing this because I've always noticed with the girls' gymnastics, they always got their school logo painted on their face and all the makeup and everything else. I was curious how that was working with the mask, take it on and off, it was smearing if they weren't doing as much makeup, what they're doing. They've kind of cut back on it because of that. But still, we'll see how that works. The Gophers are ranked fourth. They got a lot of young, good athletes on that team this year. So if you're in the, into the gymnastics, Gopher women, if you get a chance to watch on Big Ten Network or you want to YouTube it, follow it on Gopher Sports, follow it here. Um, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Coach Wrestling, Gophers are 2-1 and one right now. Uh, tonight on Big Ten Network, Friday night, Gophers, Iowa. There's some big horses out there. If you're in the college wrestling, that'd be a good one. And I know Big Ten always replays that stuff a lot, too, so you might be able to catch it on a replay or on, uh, on the app or on demand. You can catch a replay later there, too. Men's Basketball, College, NCAA. Gonzaga 1, Baylor 2, Villanova 3, Minnesota in at 17. 17. Women's basketball, Louisville, North Carolina, UConn, top three there. Um, Big Ten, women's hockey. They did sign some girls this week. Uh, varsity players, a lot of local girls. Uh, Emma Connor from Ian Prairie, or from, I'm sorry, from Edina. Uh, Peyton Hemp, forward from Andover. Ella Huber from Chicago Mission, Northfield, Illinois. Uh, Sadie Lindsay, a forward from Breck, uh, Skylar Venter, goalie from Lakeville North, and Emily Zwinkel, uh, defender, also from Breck. So two girls from Breck, uh, they are three-time state champions. So two of the girls going there, the Gophers, one would be the goalie. So good luck to them. Uh, good, yet nice young faces coming in. Kind of like the old days to go for men. Lots of Minnesota girls coming in. But they're from state championship teams, so we'll see how that all works. Uh, the Gopher Hockey women's team right now is 8-3 this weekend at the Ohio State. Men's Hockey 11-3 got swept last weekend by Notre Dame. I remember we mentioned last time they played Notre Dame. They're not a pushover. Notre Dame and Arizona State, these two schools here. Notre Dame swept us last week. Told you. Uh, but they woke a sleeping giant. They crushed Arizona yesterday 10-0. I think they were, it was 9-2 when I turned it off today in the third period. So they came back, rallied strong, but don't sleep on Notre Dame as you watch the rest of the season go on and playoffs come. Keep an eye on them. Uh, men's basketball, 11-4 right now. You got a little news over the men's basketball team this week. University of men's basketball game against Nebraska was scheduled for January 20th has been postponed as Nebraska 
response to positive COVID-19 results among its tier one personnel. Tier one personnel includes student athletes, coaches, and any staff members whose job requires regular close contact. That could be the locker room attendant, the ball boy at practice, the trainers, lots of the, the guys who videotape practice, the student coaches. So a lot of people in there. So when they say tier one, that way they're not just pointing at the players. There's a lot of you know, staff. So the Nebraska game was postponed. Um, no word yet on a makeup date on that, how they're working all that for basketball. So we'll see what happens there. So that means the next Gopher game is going to be tomorrow, Saturday, uh, here against Maryland. Gymnastics, like we said, is 1-0. Their next uh, meet is January 22nd at Michigan. And then next Friday, and next Friday and Saturday at Minnesota State. So uh, the girls' gymnastics is off and running. Bemidji State, boys basketball, 1-5 right now. Um, not doing real well. Uh, the girls are 3-1. Like we said, at Bemidji State, what they're doing in their conference, it's kind of a flip-flop. So like this week, the men are hosting University of UMary, and the girls are at UMary. It used to be in the smaller conferences there. The boys and girls go to the same place. You have doubleheaders Friday and Saturday. Because of COVID, they didn't do that. They flipped the schedule. So – Hosting you, Mary. Girls are at you, Mary. Next week, the boys are at Minot State. The girls are hosting Minot State. Kind of nice. You always got someone at home all the time to, walk, to listen to. Can't watch. But for travel. Uh, men's hockey at BSU, 4-4-2. Four, four, uh, they lost Thursday. Uh, to, uh, or they played Bowling Green. Beat them in the plan again now coming up. Bowling Green ranked fifth nationally. Yes, you got the win. Uh, women's hockey, 1-7-2, Friday and Saturday at UMD. Note about Bemidji State women's hockey. Uh, this is from the 16th uh, post that we put on our Facebook page. Uh, the BSU women's hockey team battled back to a two-goal deficit to earn a 2-2 tie with St. Cloud State and then earned an extra point in the WCHA standings with a shootout victory Saturday afternoon. Update from the WCHA. Bloomington, Minnesota. The Advisory Council of the Women's League of the Western Collegiate Hockey Association has vacated the shootout results from the January 16th WCHA contest between Bemidji State and St. Cloud State due to the incorrect application of the shootout rules by game officials. Saturday's contest ended in a 2-2 tie following the five-minute overtime period. The ensuing shootout was conducted as a sudden victory event rather than a third, a three-round event followed by a sudden victory, instead as mandated by NCAA rules. After the scoreless first shootout, Bemidji State scored in the second round while St. Cloud State did not convert its attempt. Officials declared the shootout over at that point and ended the contest. As a result of the error, the WCHA Advisory Council voted unanimously Wednesday to award one and a half standing points from the contest to both Bemidji State and St. Cloud State. The final score remains 2-2. The Beavers are now six and a half points in the WCHA standings and trail sixth place, sixth place St. Cloud State by four points. Um, and then it goes on for all their other uh, blah, blah, blah about it. So it's kind of sad that the officials don't even know the rules. 
It's not like it was a Big East school and a Big Ten school playing where you had different conference rules. We all got the same rules. And no offense, I love my Bemidji State, but it's for fifth and sixth place. It really matters. Anyway, got to a little NFL earlier, a little NFL news here too. Former Bemidji State, or Beaver Territory, football athlete Trent Blocky was officially named general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blocky was a member of the Beavers' defense from 82 to 85, I was a longtime member of the San Francisco 49ers front office from 2005 to 16. Go Beavs. Little Beaver alumni helping run the Jags now. Maybe Gunner will sign with the Jags now from New England and reunite the team. Uh, NCAA Men's March Madness. Now, like we said earlier, when basketball started, they're kicking around the ideas of March Madness being bubbled. It will be. It's official. Uh, 55 of the 67 games in the tournament this year will take place in Indiana with Mackey Arena, Assembly Hall, Baker's Life Fieldhouse, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, and Lucas Oil Stadium, all serving as hosts for the first-round games. Four venues in, Indiana, in, in Indy will serve as sites for the remainder of the championship, including second-round games, which will be held March uh, 21st to 22nd. Uh, so off their Twitter page, here is the schedule. I, I know, March Madness, exciting. It's like five degrees outside. I want to talk spring basketball, okay? Um, March Madness, the schedule. March 18th will be what they call the first four now, or the play-in games. Um, anyway, March 18th. Uh, March 19th and 20th will be the first round. 21st, 22nd, the second round. The Sweet 16, 27th and 28th. March 29th and 30th will be the Elite Eight. April 3rd, the Final Four. April 5th, the National Championship. That's, you can smell spring in the air already. It's, that, it's, it's getting there. Speaking of, if that doesn't, March is too far away, Andy. I can't warm up with that. All right. Then mark February 14th, Daytona 500. Does it get better than that? Daytona 500. Um, also, football. Okay, I'm going to go on a tangent here a little bit. Philip Rivers announced his retirement. Um, Philip Rivers was in that same class of quarterbacks came up with Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning. Those other quarterbacks, but those were the big three names in that first round that came out. Ben's still going to try to play for a year or two. Eli retired last year. Eli and Philip Rivers, for those of you who know your history, were traded for each other on draft day. Uh, Eli kind of played the John Elway, whiny baby card. I don't want to play in San Diego. You know, fine. Formality-wise, he was drafted by San Diego. They traded him. But they compare their numbers. Uh, Phillip Rivers had 240 wins, Eli 234. Career record, uh, Phillip Rivers 134 and 108. Eli 117 and 117. Passing yards, Phillip Rivers has them by 25,000 yards, uh, has them by about 50 touchdowns. Eli threw about 35 more interceptions. Eli's got two rings. Everybody says all oh, rings are doing the championship. Okay, Philip Rivers is Hall of Fame first ballot, period. But that, don't even try to argue with that. 
what's that mean? Eli or Philip Rivers is first ballot Hall of Fame. You know, prove me wrong. Here's where I feel bad for the San Diego Chargers. Did Philip Rivers all those years never a Super Bowl appearance? Did Dan Fouts all those years never a Super Bowl appearance? Stan Humphreys got him to the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is when it comes to a draft, you don't need the big-name quarterback to get you there. Look at the great numbers Fouts and Rivers put up in San Diego. Stan Humphreys got in the Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring. Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl ring. And these are starters, not as bench players. Okay? Um, so just saying, Rich Gannon got one at the end of his career, for God's sake. I mean, you, could, you don't need to be the big-name guy to get it. Eli got two, and he was a 500 career during the regular season. Um, and you want know to talk about, okay, Favre has one. Aaron Rodgers has one. They're first ballot Hall of Famers. Eli's got two. And everybody's saying he's going in the Hall of Fame. But he's got a 500 record. Everybody talks about rings, get shit in, okay? So if they're going to say that, Switch of gears to basketball. If you're going to say rings are the, the winner for the argument, then best player in the 80s was Robert Ory. He's got seven rings. That's more than Jordan. Um, you know, so rings are important. They're nice. Don't get me wrong. Hall of Fame should be based on your regular season career, not your playoff career. So it was, if playoffs had a big difference on it, half these guys wouldn't be in. There would be no Minnesota Vikings in the Hall of Fame. It, yes, playoffs are nice icing on the cake. I like Eli Manning. I loved him when he played. He was my boy. Got me through the – won me money in those Super Bowls. I loved the Giants. I loved Eli as a player. 500 record. That's not Hall of Fame. Sorry. Philip Rivers, Hall of Fame, first ballot. He's going to coach high school football. Um. I don't see Philip Rivers ever getting in the booth to announce or at a studio to announce. I think he's going to be a coach at high school because his old man was. Um, the one thing is, though, is you watch Philip Rivers throw a football. And you go, oh, God, don't teach that to anybody. Um, I heard an interview with Philip Rivers this year. They go, okay, no offense. You, you th your mechanics are horrible. And the reason he throws that way is when he was younger, the old man was coaching. Little Philip wanted to play catch with the other big kids. So his little hands grabbed that big football. And that's what – have you seen a three-year-old or four-year-old try to throw a big football? That, they look like Philip Rivers. Well, he just picked it up and kept going with it. It worked. It's going to get him in the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't teach it to anybody, though. I think he knows the mechanics smart enough. He's, he won't teach that, obviously. He knows what plays to run. That's what you got to do. I think he's going to make a great coach. Um, maybe high school, college. I don't see him going higher than that. Um, just, I don't, I, that's his personality. I don't see him getting into the, the majors that way. So that's my tangent on Philip Rivers and playoffs with the matter getting the Hall of Fame or not. A uh, little baseball news. Mets made the headlines again for the wrong reasons this time. Yes, the Mets always do something stupid during the year. It's usually a player. This time it was front office. Uh, Cohen, zero tolerance for this type of behavior. Mets fired general manager Jerry Porter. Um, 
without getting into the whole detail stuff, which you could read on uh, I got off Mets.com. Jerry Porter sent not safe for work pictures to a reporter. Um, you hear about this a lot with athletes or front office people. You know what? The guy at McDonald's sends pictures to someone else like that too. It's not just important people. You just you don't hear about the guy from McDonald's doing it, the manager at McDonald's sending it to somebody else because um, he's not front office. It's you know that way. I don't know if these people. Okay, first of all, even the guy at McDonald's. What are you thinking, you idiot? But this guy here at the Mets, Porter, you're high up, man. People are watching that stuff. You as much as fart in front of someone at the grocery store, someone's going to say something. So I don't know if they their head gets too big and they think they're, they're invincible because they get too high up. I don't know what gets in their head, why they do something like that. Um, this is horrible. So was he fired? Good. Should be. Moron. Um, and speaking of times changing, no notes on this. Straight off the head, top of my head. Um, Hank Aaron passed away today. Um, I heard a lot of stuff today, a lot of reports. I was with the sports radio today. They all said, like, you know, all the stuff he went through with the hate mail when he was chasing a Bay Ruth's record for 7.15. Um, it took him, like, years to get through all the letters because he had so many. He was getting, like, two, 3,000 a day hate mail. Um, he came in the league soon after Jackie Robinson – so African-Americans weren't in the league long, and all of a sudden here he's breaking records 25 to 30 years later. Um, I just got to say this. I, I love Tank here. I, he was before my time, but as I look back, I had no problem with him as a player. I thought he was a great player. Summer 15, is that the record? No. That, and he never up and said boo when Barry Bonds broke it. Hank Aaron always fought for the integrity of the game. He stayed involved in baseball, so – it's like someone called the Hank at home and Hank, we need you to go to San Francisco. Someone's going to break your record. Oh, okay. He was following it. He knew, he knew what was going on. But he, he played the part. Okay, here I am. I'll do it. Can you imagine if all his hate mail he got then was in today's society? He was getting two, 3,000 letters a day mailed to him. That was, people took time, pen and paper, wrote down stuff, mailed to him. How many of these guys get hate tweets and posts and morons like us on podcasts ripping on people like that all the time a lot more than two three thousand a day for some of these guys hank aaron just said oh and went on with life and and did it um he did a lot for the movement for african-americans in society and, and he just did it he, he he didn't ask for the fanfare and he really didn't get too much of it either because he was just kind of i think that's what i liked about when i look back at hank Aaron's stuff he didn't look for the microphone he didn't look for a press photographer. He just did what he had to do. Um, I just wish more people were like that today, NBA. There, I said it. That's my commentary for the day. Um, just got some concert stuff before I get into the artist or event of the week and Dan's album. Um, concerts coming up. Uh, some things were announced this week. Saturday, July 24th, Canterbury Park, um, Summer Jam, tcsummerjam.com is where you can get tickets. Uh, the 2021 lineup right now for Saturday, July 24th.
Hello? Opinion on it? I got nothing. Um, also, on our page, I put it up there. Rick Springfield is doing a concert online. Um, all this information is there at rickspringfieldmerch.com if you're in the Rick Springfield. Yes, I am in the Rick Springfield. No, I'm not going to pay for a concert online. <laughs> Those of you who want to, go right ahead. It's right there. Um, and also the first concerts I see coming back live at Medina. Our friends at Medina Entertainment Center, February 26th and 27th is when they start having live acts again. Uh, 26th is a makeup date, a new date. Arena Rocks with special guest Heartless, which is a heart tribute band. And then Saturday the 27th, a new date, Uncle Chuck with guest the Atomic Playboys. Coming up there, so uh, follow Medina's site. Um, I've been there for a few concerts recently, um, before the pandemic. Great place for a venue for uh, that. You eat at Roberts downstairs beforehand. I'll give them a free plug. And stay at the hotel next door. You're not going anywhere. Great times. When is the, the uh, Heartless new date? Um, I'm planning to go 26. February 26th. Yeah, that would be good. Looking forward to getting out and seeing some live live music. Live music. Don't see that very often anymore. Um, before I go on babbling, the answer to the trivia question, sir. The, uh, the question was, the Green Bay Packers will be playing Sunday at home in Lambeau this season. They're very successful at home, only losing once at home. Who was the lost to? The answer is Minnesota Vikings beat them in week eight as the only time Packers lost at home in the 2020 season was to the Vikings. Um, so that's the answer for the trivia. That was week eight. Vikings pulled off that win. Should be good games right. here on Sunday for the championship uh, championship round. Now in college hoops, women's college hoops, if you're following UConn Huskies and Paige Becker's, the local uh, local high school uh, standout. Uh, they are 9-0, and ranked third in the nation, uh, still undefeated. There's only three teams, I believe, that are left undefeated. And um, they've got a couple of good games here coming up but this weekend, next week, uh, here to round out in January. But uh, they're fun to watch. I watched yeah, the you game last night. UConn's kind of got hurt in the rankings. They've lost a couple games because of COVID for their opponents. So, Yeah, they did. They did uh, they, win, it's kind of hard to – you know, yeah, they're postponing and canceling various games. And, and some, some teams have 12, 13 games in. Yep. Uh, UConn just has nine. They've won them all, uh, two of them against ranked opponents. But they'll have two more ranked here uh, coming up, I think, in the next, uh, in the next 10 days. So yep. it should be fun to follow that. But that's all I've got for sports. I think uh, this weekend, number 25, Tennessee, is their next game. That's so. They played them last night and won by six turn. points. Yes, uh, they won by six in a close, close matchup. But – uh, that one was on uh, ESPN last night, so yes. I did watch that. That was a good, good ball game. Um, so I tend to follow for the the Huskies. Anything more for sports? Yeah, uh, no, no. Activity uh, for Huskies. the week. Yes, yeah, so it's the event of the week. Event the slash event. position depends on how you want to talk about it. January twentieth, nineteen eighty-two. You know what it is yet by that? That, that clue should give it away, Dan. My God. 1982, that is a... Veterans Memorial Auditorium in Des Moines, Iowa. Ozzy Osbourne bites the head off of a bat. That's right. That's right. Yep. I did not know the date, but that was it. In Iowa, yes. Um, Oz, Ozman. Yes. Oh, all the stories that came up from that back in 82, all the 
folklore and fairy tales from that story. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here's the, here's the deal. After infamously biting the head off two live doves during a meeting with record executives one year prior, Osborne already has the reputation of, as a nibbler of repulsive things. <clears throat> In this particular case, however, it isn't looking that course of controversy. Plastic bats have been tossed on stage at Osborne's shows many times. And when Osborne sees another one flying up there at night, he assumes it too was fake. He was wrong. Osborne bites the animal's head clean off, then rushes to the hospital for rabies shots. Osborne insists the bat was not alive, but also bit him. Rolling Stone's report of the event also claims the animal was alive. Years later, however, Mark Neal tells the Des Moines Register that he was 17 years old. So a 17-year-old at an Ozzy concert is going to have a clear memory. He, he was the one who threw the bat on stage, according to Neal. The animal was quite dead when he did so. Close to rancid, in fact. Why? Anyway, dead or alive, the bat becomes an ironic piece of Osborne's legacy. So much so that the rocker later complains that the, ca the, con the continual reminder of the story by Preston fans alike has chased and annoyed him all his life. None of, his pre pre prevent, none of this prevents him from profiting off such a spe uh, the spectacular. On the anniversary of this event, 38 years later, Osborne's official store sells toy bats with removable heads. Where was this story before Christmas? I would have known what to get you. You wait for your birthday, young man. So there it is. Ozzy Osborne. Someone throws a see, Ozzy. If you look back at the Ozzy and uh, Sabbath stuff, bats are kind of a thing for his logo. So people would throw fake bats up there. Kind of like in Detroit at hockey, they throw octopuses on the ice. Why? Again, I don't know. Why you take an octopus to a hockey game? <laughs> Again. Why you take a dead bat into a uh, Ozzy Osbourne concert? I guess he was seventeen. I would love to go over the things I did when I was seventeen, but my pastor listens to this, so I can't. The stupid things like that, bringing a bat into a concert—I never did something that stupid. But there it is, short and sweet. Ozzy did it was not a word; it was a live bat. He thought it was a fake one, like the rest. He went into rabies protocol afterwards. So, yeah, it was interesting because uh, you know the kid probably did it on a dare with some buddies. You know, who knows what prompted right. all this? And it's where do you age, get a dead bat in Iowa in January in 1982? So I, I like the the word you used was folklore, and that's what it, yes. what it has. It's all been beefed up in legend. Oh, yeah. And it's all been crazy, but uh, it did did take place, but not all of the story was correct. And not only did I use the word folklore, I used it correctly. You did use it correctly in a sentence. To a point. Uh, what is in your Walkman this week that you're listening to from the 80s, sir? My Sony Walkman has a little Bon Jovi, the album New Jersey. i review New Jersey today. New Jersey is a fourth studio album by American rock, hard rock band Bon Jovi, 
released September 19, 1988 on Mercury Records. The album was produced by Bruce Fairbairn, recorded at Little Mountain Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The album was a follow-up to the band's third album, Slippery When Wet, and reached number one on the Billboard 200 chart in its second release after debuting at number eight. It remained at the top for four consecutive weeks. It produced five, I repeat, five Billboard Hot 10, Hot 100 top 10 hits. The most top 10 hits to date for any hard rock slash glam metal band ever on a single album. Five, including Bad Medicine and I'll Be There For You that both reached number one. The album was certified seven times platinum. New Jersey was released by the Soviet state-owned record label, Melodia, being the first American, American album to be officially released in the USSR. <laughs> so, Melo, Melodia, a, a Russian record company, releases the album New Jersey by Bon Jovi. So, to get a little background on that, I had to do some research because I was confused by this as well. The record label in Russia was really doing local family disco pop record and they were trying to grow and they wanted to get more Western Hemisphere influence on their record label. So they thought Bon Jovi could be a safe kind of a rock band, hard rock, but not too over the edge, kind of a safe, safe deal. So they worked a deal with Bon Jovi management to say, how about we release your album to kind of expand our, our clientele and they, and they did it. And so this was released by record label Melodoya in Russia at the time, which is the first ever. That's a good, that could be a trivia question, Andy, right there. The album was recorded shortly after Slippery One Wet, when the tour ended, after Slippery One Wet's tour ended. And they wanted to get in the record in the studio quick to prove that they were not just a one hit wonder. And the, and the album was initially planned to be a double album. However, this idea was rejected by the record label executives because they were skeptical about the higher price point, thinking, ah, these teenage kids aren't gonna go for a, a double album. Let's stick with the, let's stick with the basic, basic CD. So they did it, single album. When Slippery When Wet Tour ended in October, 1987, the band was inactive for only three to four weeks. Then bon jo John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora got together, began making demos for 17 songs, which would make the first batch of songs for this album. They got 17 together, started doing demos for this first batch to get something in the works for a new album. They later started a second batch of songs. And that time they wrote Bad Medicine and Born to Be My Baby after they brought in Desmond Child to help write. Now they're, uh, Big 80s prominent, Kiss kind of a guy, writer. Born to Be My Baby was originally, was originally recorded as an, as an acoustic song. However, the producer, Bruce Fairbairn, persuaded them to say, you know what, let's throw in some electric guitars, re-record it in a harder rock metal style. And that's how they did it. John Bon Jovi himself has since stated that he believes that that song would have made it number one on the charts. 
if it had been released in its original form. He still thinks that was a number one hit, which means they would have had three number one hits on the album and five top 10 overall. Although the glossy production and anthems from Slippery One Wet remained, the band wished to show a level of diversity on this album. This album is much more experimental with long atmosphere building intro on Lay Your Hands On Me, harmonica and organ duels on Homebound Train, and even a flamenco guitar intro on Wild Is The Wind. Ride Cowboy Ride is a short song functioning as an introduction to stick to your guns and was recorded in mono. The song is credited to Captain Kidd and King of Swing, which were the nicknames for Bon Jovi and Sambora. New Jersey uh, also holds the record for, for hard rock glam metal album to spawn the most top 10 hits. We mentioned that earlier with five. No other rock band has ever equaled or even broken this, this record to this day. Bad Medicine and The Ballad, I'll Be There For You, both hit number one in the Billboard Top 100. Born To Be My Baby, Lay Your Hands On Me, and Living In Sin all reached the top 10. So those five all reached top 10. Never been done, never since. Here's the track listing. Lay Your Hands On Me, that's a, it went top 10. Song number two, Bad Medicine, went to number one. Born To Be My Baby, also a top 10. Number four, Living in Sin, also a top 10. Then we get uh, song five, Blood on Blood. Song six, Homebound Train. Song seven, Wild is the Wind. Song eight, Ride Cowboy Ride. That's the intro to the following song, Stick to Your Guns. Number 10, I'll Be There for You. That also reached number one. Song 11 is 99 in the Shade. And song 12, Love for Sale. Once again, I like a lot of these deeper cuts. Now, what I mentioned earlier, Born to Be My Baby, that acoustical version was recorded and later released on a deluxe double CD. You can hear that, that version that John Bon Jovi liked, Born to Be My Baby, in the acoustic version, which was originally recorded at, but never released. Now, that came out in the 1998 double CD edition bonus. The original name for this album was Sons of Beaches. That was the working album, Sons of Beaches. Kind of have a tie-in with Slippery One Wet, I guess. Uh, they never went with that. They switched it up later. Here's the personnel. John Bon Jovi, of course. Lead vocals, rhythm and acoustic guitar. Richie Sambora, lead guitar. Alec John Such on the bass. Tico Torres, drums, percussion, and David Bryan, keyboards and background vocals. So once again, this was an interesting, interesting album in the time that they released this. The entire album is 56 minutes, 32 seconds, released, uh, produced by Bruce Fairbairn. And once again, Fairbairn later died uh, a couple years after this. Uh, he worked on a couple of the albums with Bon Jovi, but he goes back, way back, in the record producing industry. The singles were released September 1988 was Bad Medicine. 
Then they released Born to Be My Baby, November of 88. And then I'll Be There for You, released the following April 4th of 89. Lay Your Hands on Me was released August of 89. And then Living in Sin, November of 1989. So that's what I've got uh, for the album of the week, uh, Andy. New Jersey from Bon Jovi. I haven't covered Bon Jovi yet. You know, I was going to do Slippery One Wet, but I, it kind of caught my eye that this thing, uh, New Jersey went seven times platinum. I wasn't aware of that. That, that album has great memories for me. You said it came out September of 88, yep. which was the beginning of my senior year in high school. Um, so that, that tape was in the car played quite a bit. Um, I, you go, go to the soundtrack at, the uh, song list on that. There's not a song I skipped on that album when I listened to it. You, you, just, yeah. you just hit play and let it go. You know, all of them are good. Skip that one. You didn't do that in any of these. You, you let them all go. Um, love for Sale, I thought, is a whole. I, I love that song. Um, and Ride Cowboy Ride, like I said, it was recu- recorded in mono. Kind of reminds me of the old blues albums, the old Robert Johnson blues albums. It sounded like it was recorded in a hotel room. Hey, you got five minutes to record a song. That's what it sounded like. And that's what I kind of liked about it. The way they jumped around. They did the ballads. They did that. They did the rock and roll songs. You know, it had a little of everything on there. Um, Living in Sin, that video had some issues on MTV, I believe, if I recall. Oh, really? Okay. Um, And one of those videos off there had uh, some MTV issues. Must have been. So, um, you know, MTV Darlings, and they still had issue with it. Uh, They... They, they were hitting at the right time. Uh, MTV was hot. They were hot. It just it was a perfect mixture. Um, their videos were fun to watch. You know, even, even if they were in concert ones, they were fun to watch. Um, you mentioned Al, the bass player on there. He uh, doesn't do stuff with the band anymore. That with the band, and I've never really found out why. I've never spent the time to look at it. I know when they went to the Hall of Fame, he wasn't there. The rest of the band was there. And Richie Sambora, a while ago, left the band also. And um, I guess his daughter wasn't doing well with her health, cancer or something like that. I'm not positive. But he spent time doing with her because he missed so much of her growing up. But he's been with his daughter. He still helps uh, with some other musicians. I like Richie Sambora. I put him in the same category as... Um, uh, Let's see, how can I phrase this without sounding like I'm... Richie Sambora is a good guitarist, but he's not as good as he thinks he is. Let's just say that about Richie Sambora. Um, I think that's kind of killed him towards the end. He got a little too cocky and pompous. Um, you're a good guitarist, Richie. You're not great. Um, on, the, um, on the deluxe uh, edition, that two CDs, there are... Uh... There are two cover songs. Bon Jovi, you don't hear many cover songs by Bon Jovi, but they did do The Boys Are Back in Town. Okay. And they also did an Alice Cooper song, House of Fire, from the Alice Cooper album Trash. They did House of of Fire on the 89 album Trash by Alice Cooper can be found on the Sons of Beaches demo recordings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were, were, and I think the thing I like about Bon Jovi when you watched them, and let's do them. 
it sounds like they're having fun. And yeah. then that's why I enjoyed him so much. But then I, uh, it worked to him. It was just something he did. Correct. I'm a, I'm a Bon Jovi fan of the early early stuff that they did was was my favorite. Um, it was right after that album that kind of changed. Like I said, they became an MTV Darlings. Um, I do have to thank John Bon Jovi. Personally, to thank you, John, because it was him and Richie who uh, discovered Cinderella. Yes. And and us both being Cinderella fans, that is yes. a, a thank you to John Bon Jovi. That's yes. So, tip of the cap, John Bon Jovi. Um, he's that, and also he's got his uh, soul food restaurant where his restaurant, he doesn't have prices on the menu. You pay what you think you deserve is right. Um, nice. He's been an owner of the arena football team, um, the soul, I think it was the Philadelphia soul. Him and someone else were co-owners of that. So he's been involved. He still does stuff. He's one of those who did well. He kind of did the country album, you know, um, Blaze of Glory soundtrack, kind of a country sound to it, real acoustic sound. He's one of those guys who could pull that off. If he wanted to do a country album, it'd be fine. It, you, you couldn't tell, you know. Um, but yeah, John Bon Jovi, very good pick. Very nice pick. Not bad. That's all I've got for album of the week. Anything else, Andy? Uh, no, no, that's all I got. Uh, keep following us on the social medias. Well, we still have social media. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is where we're at. Sports and Songs podcast. Uh, comments can be left there. Suggestions for album of the week. Uh, if you want me to do an artist or an event of the week coming up, something like that, let us know. If your band's in concert somewhere, you want us to give you a shameless plug, let us know. We, we have no problem doing that. You can also check out our Spotify radio station. Updated about once a month. We put a song from this album. Put one song on there about once a month, update it. Probably something I'll be doing this week. I gotta get some stuff on there, get updates. I was, but I was listening today at work, some of that. Uh, and I forgot, it's like, oh yeah, we did do that album. Oh yeah, we did it. So yeah, it brings back the memories. Um, back listen to, to those. One. Huh? Back to season one. Um, yeah, so that is, that is good. So yes, please let us know with your uh, comments, comments and recommendations in the future. Um, Comments on, on the show, we'll uh, take those into consideration. That's all we've got for this week, though. Uh, season 2, Episode 9, thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week. See you next week.